Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer Not a Sports Radio 929 the Game, 929game.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, December 31st. That song hit number one on this date. That's why we threw it on there for okay. you. Okay. I'm a believer. The yeah. Monkeys. The Monkeys. And for extra credit. TV show. Yeah, that's right. And for extra credit, who wrote that song? You had to guess. I don't know. Neil Diamond. Really? Yep. For some reason, I was thinking George Harrison. Nah. Neil Diamond wrote. Uh, okay. Wrote, I'm a believer. Anyway, as we say to you, top of the hour, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in Lawrenceville. Happy New Year. Well, Lawrenceville. Yeah, Lawrenceville. Man. We're staying up 85. Yeah, 85 and yeah, with that. And, but, man, you go through downtown Lawrenceville. They, that, every time I go through that, that place has changed. They're building so much stuff out there. It's incredible. What is, what, what's, what's booming? Is there, A, is there a lot of land available? As, as people and, or, move or, from or, Georgia, or, they're, or, or they're land that they're out. just doing something else with. It may have been something there. They just decide, okay, we no, don't we want don't that. No We're going to change it up and, and, and build something else. And that, that's Lawrence. What's the airport out there? They got that, was it Briscoe? Uh, Briscoe Brisco Field. Yeah. Every time they talk about turning that into the Atlanta Second Airport, you won't see some people show up at a meeting, boy. <laughs> really? That's how bad they, they don't have, want it. That's how bad they don't want it. Anybody catches wind of them trying to even remotely think about doing it. Well, you that. got that one up there. You got Charlie Brown out here off I twenty, right? Yeah, yeah. You got you got yeah. one by You got PDK, which is right PDK over there. PDK West, that's my own one. Yeah, I, used I know. To watch the, I know it. the tiger I mean, planes and Oprah planes come flying no in and there. In there, you know, and then you got one up in up in up in Cobb, up in what the what Right. That's off of uh Chastain. Yeah, they got, they got a good there. restaurant out there by that one. Of course, yeah. the fighter, the fighter, one fifty-seven fighter, or whatever it's called. What's that about Peace PDK? PDK. Yeah, got some restaurants attached to them. That that, that that place been there for a while. That's some good food though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I mean that's you you talk about all the airplanes that are airports around the area, but nobody wants to become that second, which the city kind of needs. Well, you got to get that right leader. 
You got to get that right leader who convinces the, the community that this is why we need it. The jobs are going to come. The convenience to whatever. You know, them folks up in Lawrenceville ain't hearing that. The problem is this city. I'm telling you, they were telling you, shut up. They you live inside the perimeter. They, they will show. They will show up, man. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, to do up. not keep your hands off Briscoe uh, Brisco Field. We're going to be here until ten. Uh, excuse me. See, I did it again. It's a four-hour show. I keep thinking we started at six. We're going to be here till noon. Yes, we are. All right. We're going to turn things over at noon to the Music City Bowl. Yes. But we don't want you to sleep on what's going on here after that. We want to let you know about college football game time. is going to be a special location. Special location. Reverb. Yeah. Hotel. By Hard Rock. By Hard Rock. Yeah. 4 to 8 p.m. Getting you ready for kickoff of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. Give, me one, give me a story now before we get into this local stuff. We've been doing this throughout the show. Something local. I mean, something that stayed with you. A story from this past year. Anything popped to mind? You got Eric, anything popped to mind for you? story from this past year. We don't want to just kind of throw it into a – y'all got to have one ready every time, you know, do like we do this. I ran down a whole list of them earlier. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You should have paced yourself. Okay, let's bring Eric in here. My, my big story was what went on in the Bronx with uh, Aaron Judge. His Really? Yeah. Of all the sports uh, uh, stories, look, that dude – That dude going, going for – you know, think about it. He got so close, then he got on a little bit of a – you know, a downturn, then well, will he get it, will he not get it, and he got it by one, and then now, he, now he's got his big contract. I, I'm so happy that he bet on himself. He won. I was happy the Yankees made the playoffs but didn't win the World Series. That's good enough yeah. for me. <laughs> but the fact that I, I loved tuning in every day. Well, you didn't have to tune in because ESPN cut to it every time he came up the bat. Now, people kind of got tired weeks. of that. People kind of got tired of that. Yeah. I mean, think about the pressure. Of him every time he comes, like, man, I got to get this home run. Man, I got to get this home run. I don't think, I, I really don't think he had the pressure that, now it took him a minute to get it, but I don't think he had the pressure of getting that uh, record home run because he had already, once he hit 60, he'd already won the bet he made with himself and the Yankees. Oh, he, he, there was he won no that way. at 50. Yeah, so this was, that was extra gravy. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, getting that other yeah, thing. Yeah, so, you know. But just, you know what's surprising about all this, Sam? caught that ball, though. We got, we got a guy from Baltimore who was an Orioles fan growing up talking about he was, you know, following the Yankees. Like I said, they made it, but they didn't win it. Oh, well, okay. that was the part. That was... But but just, you know, my, my story was was him. I'm a, I'm, a, okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dude that digs the long ball. You know, guys like the long ball, too. And I love watching hit that dude hit. Okay. I mean, I you know, if ever him and Giancarlo Stanton could really get well, you got to get Stanton from striking out. I, t- I tell you, I'll or tell stay you. healthy. Stay either, right. other, either other man, because what them two dudes can do when they tattoo a ball, back, 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 back. But, but also the fact that hey, Baltimore became relevant again this year. We had never ever talk we'll about Baltimore baseball. Away. How about we that? You think two so? Two years. Away, it was yeah. cool here in Baltimore we'll being, you know, away. and then of course mm-hmm. Cleveland. Yep. This year, it was neat. it was neat having some fresh blood that people get interested in for postseason. So I thought it was cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio ninety two. Oh, I remember what my thing was. Whoa. I got something for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Stall for a minute. Yikes. So this is a story from this past year with us, and 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 I wanted to bring it back. Okay, as we finish out our year. Okay, you got to stretch for a minute. I right, stretch for a minute. I stretch for a minute by reminding people we got college basketball coming on tonight. If you, college basketball in the area, uh, Georgia Tech's at home today at twelve noon, taking on Virginia, McCamish Pavilion. You want to go check college basketball? Also, college basketball at Kennesaw State. They're off to a good start. Two o'clock, they're hosting Central Arkansas, and uh, at two o'clock, uh, Georgia State is hosting South Alabama. Today, so uh, you know, well, well Sam, fill me in real quick. How is my buddy, you know, the the, the Jonas and Jarvis doing at state so far? They're doing year? well. The team is playing well defensively. They haven't, to me, they 
they're still not clicking like they really want to per, with the perimeter game. Yeah. Uh, but but they're, they're, they're playing well. They got South Alabama. They lost a tough you one know, to James Madison this because week. Because us Morehouse brothers, we actually take claim for those those Hayes boys. Yeah, you oh know? No, I know. We had them on the hook yeah. to come to Morehouse as high school athletes. And then all of a sudden they spurted a few more inches and a couple schools called them. Yeah. And next thing you know, they were off our hook. But when they needed that first coaching job, and I hope yeah. Jarvis, one of them listening right now, they came back to the house. And, and, and my friend, my mentor, my father, Coach Grady Brewer, may he rest in peace. Yeah. Gave them their start. Absolutely. And now they are doing things. And I, I hope they and do they such great them things. They mention them always. They, them always. they, they mention yeah. them always. And, yeah. and uh, so thankful and grateful for Coach Brewer. Uh, allowing him to come there and learn, you know, but, under his But Grady mindset. had him on the hook because Grady was the recruiter back then. Okay. Coach Arthur okay. McAfee, man, he rested beats too. He mm-hmm. was a coach. Grady went out and found all the talent. He had those guys ready to come. And then that Western Carolina guy came in there and yep. offered him. Who knows? The bag man came or something. Is it the bag? Oh, no, we're not going to say the bag man. I thought the bag man was obsolete. I don't know. I don't know about the bag man. Just do things on. Who brought, who brought him up? Western Carolina ain't got no bag man. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been the mountains. Something they must something, have liked man. it up yeah, there. Something, something in the mountains up there, baby. I don't know. Something they got in a jug with a stopper and top over the something. Right, <laughs> well, let's continue with the local stuff here. Eric, give me like, just give me a two-minute or three-minute warning when I we got to shut down the segment, and I'll do it then because I, I, I went and got this. Um, but other stuff I know you wanted to get to locally here. Uh, locally, I mentioned, you know, that, that we had um, – you know, the, the the basketball games, college basketball games. I mentioned Jasper Jewell hit me up earlier. He mentions that, uh, and I bring Eric back once again, uh, Georgia High School Association, as we mentioned with Coach Parker, one of the stories of this year was the the cry for instant replay after the the, the terrible call during the, the uh, state football championship game. GHSA Board of Trustees uh, meeting on January 11th on replay. So they promised. Uh, they promised that they were going to meet to look at it and talk about it. January 11th will be the first. Not saying they're going to make a decision that day, but they and are how long meet. will it take for them to implement well, that? And and uh, and, uh, and uh, let's talk to an official about how you would like to see that implemented as an official. Well, well, this is probably what they're going to do. Okay, so with the whole, with the whole shot clock in basketball, I'll use this as an example. Well, see, that's what I'm going to bring up. That next. was a different set of training that you had to go through. That was optional. Do you want to become shot clock certified? Okay. So what they're going to do, they're going to take maybe, I would say, no more than 100 around the state and say, hey, guys, we're going to send you guys to replay training because you got to learn how to use the equipment, which is not going to be easy. I use the equipment at Mercedes-Benz Stadium when I do Atlanta United games. You have to be able to use the equipment quickly and and go back and watch, and watch it and be able to make decisions. So – it's not going to be every football official that wears a hat goes through this training. They're going to select a select few. Say, hey, these you guys are our test group. Go to the training. Where is the training? Who's going to be certified to do the training? They're going to have to bring in somebody from outside to say, okay, you are going to be the one who trains our officials. It sounds like right now the, the plan would be to only have it used at Mercedes-Benz Stadium at least yep. right away. So that may it, be, that, now you're be, saying 15 or 20. Well, it'd be for the Corky Kale kickoff right. for mm-hmm. those games, yep. the Corky Kale kickoff classic, and then for the state championship games. Okay, but understand this: they understand this. For every game, they switch out crews. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So that's going to be two to three for every game. So that's eight tackle football games. So say that's twenty-four. Corky Kale has five or six games. Now some of those guys will get repetitive at it, but they're probably going to train. I'd say probably forty to fifty 
on the technology, okay? Because if they if they train me and you come December, one of us might be like, hey, I'm not available. You know, who, who knows? That first group will be 50 guys. But who provides the training? Because that technology is not going to be easy to learn. They're going to make sure you are good at it before they say, yep, these are our guys that we choose to be the first ones. All right. It's like, setting up, it's like setting up a college curriculum. Yep. yep. Got to have January somebody Got to get a certificate. And thanks a lot to Jasper Jewel for hitting me up with that. January 11th, GHSA will discuss replay for high school football. Well, so you, you, you stepped on my next story this year. No, it was, was, was. The shot clock. Let me Oh, the shot clock. Yeah. yeah that's, that's been coming, though. But it's here. In basketball, it's been across the board. It's been talked about. It was brought in little by little, but it wasn't this year. This year to this everybody. Year. That's what every, I'm saying. Every so that was the, the story of, of this year. And, and we just, well, I did. I just couldn't understand, and I cried about it and all that. Like, why haven't y'all got a sh- Anyway, so we've talked to some folks, and they finally they got, got it across got the board. It. They got it. They got it. We Did you have one more before I want to get to this thing for you? No. What, what, what you you ready for it? This is a story that's gone on all year between me and you. All right? And I, and I wanted to bring it up. Where are you going now? But you keep getting up moving. Yeah, where where yeah, you going? Yeah. Well, I wish we had the cameras on. Is that cold pumpkin? Oh, I'm it the house. <laughs> you know, folks. With, uh, you better eat it too. Yeah, yeah, I cut it. <laughs> Why'd you cut a piece of? Wait, so wait. Eric can have some. Yeah, I don't mind. Tell him, tell everybody what you got. Do I need to get, head, do I need to get a drum roll for him? And I uh, took one piece out. As you one see. piece of pumpkin pie. But not not just pumpkin pie. Yeah, but it's a cold pumpkin. It's cold. It's, Cold pumpkin pie. Out the refrigerator, man. Out of the refrigerator. This man's had a pumpkin pie in the refrigerator, bro. Eric, will you not enjoy a piece of cold pumpkin? I will. I will. I will. I'll, I'll give me know, a piece right but, now. But I'm asking right now. This has been. Is, a, is, it, is, it, is it made in the love in kitchen? No. Of the, no. It's, no. From, it's from one of our, uh, our, our favorite stores here in town. <laughs> <laughs> and grandma will say, Stobart. Yeah, it's Stobart. I, I don't bake. It's a cold Stobart pumpkin the point. pie. I brought it. I carried that thing here. It's been at the house, and I have I he, bagged it. He carried it. How much does it weigh, Sam? Ain't got nothing to do with wearing it. I didn't see you bring no food. Sam, I brought you some food. You brought some stuff for me. What's Eric brought? I don't know. He ain't brought me nothing. He brought his appetite. He put some slow dinosaur on. That's what he did. It's coming. Listeners of 92.9 The Game. Mm-hmm. It's coming, Eric. Okay, yeah. guys, do you want me to spoil it for no, you? No, I don't want you. To spoil. I'm just saying okay. you you jumping on us. You gonna get you gotta it's, go. one you don't, don't say nothing. Don't one say nothing. One difference though, we got the cold pumpkin pie, but I'm not subjected to having to watch the Detroit Lions. <laughs> That's where the story began many, many, many years I ago. Was subjected that, to watching the every, Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving Day and having cold pumpkin pie. You got paid to go to Detroit and be a sports reporter. Thank you, thank you. And brought, what, brought back what, here, and you had a what, chance to what, go eat somewhere else. Didn't so you? many folks. No, man, it was it was a blizzard outside. You know, it, you it, got it concessions the, in that stadium. The weather was the weather Ford, was awful. Ford Field got some concessions, and they got some hot dogs. They got some fries. They got some stuff. They, they, had, they had some other stuff. See, for we're us. spoiled they, they, they by Mercedes-Benz Stadium. By, I know, I know. Because right. Arthur puts out a spread. Yeah. Oh, I know. Big, but this was long nice before spread. Arthur. This was this was during the. The, the time when it was owned media, by the media, other media, folks. Media's going to have a very nice meal anyway, before the game tonight. Okay. We have gone out, Eric, very to nice. events. Sam and Greg Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. What am I going to do with this pie, man? Gone, I'm you holding keep this, holding your hand there. I'm holding We, we have gone I'm gonna out to events. I'm going to do the rest of the show with a pie in one hand. Have, what am I doing here, man? <laughs> you're, like, you're, like a, you're like David Copperfield. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now make it disappear. We have had listeners come up to us and say, we enjoy. Yeah, you put that on. Take a picture. I got you some pie. You put it online. And yeah. put it on your at Sam Crenshaw. 
but he has complained about this like a four-year-old whose right, toy broke on Christmas morning. Yeah. I had to eat. So the listeners have enjoyed coming up to because, man, you killed me with that cold pumpkin pie. So I want to make sure I took care of that with you. And you didn't expect that when you woke up this morning. No, I did not. We are going to talk NBA up next with a guy who not only knows the ins and outs of what's going on with the Atlanta Hawks, got his finger on the pulse of what's going on at the NBA, but also can sell you some real estate, commercial or residential. Terrell Thomas is up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app, and there's a picture of Pumpkin Pie coming. Mama kid, my Earl Smith toys in the attic on the dark side of I was coming in this morning, man. I was thinking about that. The album hour I used to do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Used to play an entire album at um, an hour? At 3 o'clock AM. AM. Yeah. I was doing the overnights and, and loved it. And used to call it. No, 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 who would pick the album? I did. I did. I just any every, one you wanted to. Yeah. I'd pick it and it'd be a rock album. It'd be like Toys in the Attic by Aerosmith, something, yeah, yeah. you know, Smells Like Teens, you know, um, uh, Nirvana, some Pearl Jam, whatever, play Zeppelin IV from, from soup to nuts all the way through. And there were times where I'd start it and then run down to, to Chick-fil-A and get a double cheeseburger and come back. Yeah, right there and in Claremont. Come back. Right. And drive back. Nice. I did that with no problem. I locked nice. myself out of the building on Christmas Day, though, oh, that's the first a problem. year. That's a problem. Yeah, going for my air check, my, my cassette. I left in the Not car. The yeah, you stick in there and you tape your show. And and I didn't have an air check for that show. Hey, we're doing a show here. You got like a TV thing going know, on over I there. I know. I just like watch it, watch it. Anyway, yeah, man. Used to do a whole album. And it, well, never mind. It got me thinking about why I was passing by one of the locations here in town that closes late. Ah. And late, late, late night. Yes, 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 yes. Um,. Listen, we're going to bring our guests in here, but I wanted to mention as we talk about things that happened on this December 31st, one of the more famous sporting events took place on this date in Las Vegas. Care to guess what it was? In Las Vegas, on this date, it's one of those pieces of footage that when you show the history of sports and and, and competition and things that took place in this country, it always will show up. And I doubt our guest knows what it is, but it took place think, in Las I think, Vegas. I think I may know what you're talking what about. What are you talking about? I think you don't. Evil Knievel. There you go. Yeah, evil this was the day evil tried, <laughs> attempted to jump to Caesar's Palace Fountains, and he did not, and landed with that camera shot where he landed on the ramp yeah, on man. the other side, and his body turned into Ooh, a rag doll. Wow. I mean, yeah. Very famous. Terrell Thomas, These Urban Times, real estate mogul, commercial and residential. My man, how was your holiday? And thank you for getting up and being with us again. Oh, always a pleasure. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Morning. So morning. far, so good. Especially after an exciting night at State Farm Arena last night. Well, the holiday is starting off well. That's what we've been waiting to talk to you about. Yeah, boy. you well, were well, in the well, room with the excitement before the game, with this uh, people having to dispel and extinguish, <laughs> put fires out and whatnot. I mean, what was that like even before the game began? Yeah, that that was interesting in itself. It, it seems like whenever our Hawks have a primetime game recently or when they've been playing a, a a key opponent that some type of breaking news happens with this team moments before the game. And uh, moments before the game, reports were coming out of Atlanta Hawks head, head coach Nate McMillan uh, making comments about possibly resigning during the season. 
Uh, and it was very refreshing because uh, the media room was packed yesterday, and he had to have a chuckle like, oh, I haven't seen this many people in here for a while. I know what you guys want to know. <laughs> and he, he did. He just he cleared the air on those rumors immediately. He said he never spoke to the reporter. Uh, he also let it be known that uh, that retirement or resigning is something that he thinks about every at the end of every year that he discusses with his family. He discusses with his wife just to see where he is. Um, he mentioned, you know, he's a 58 year old man. He's been in the, he's been in this game for over 20 years. So it's something that he thinks of, but not in the heat of the moment. And uh, he did just pretty much confirm that he has no plans on resigning right now, that the goal is still to get to the playoffs, to get a championship, and that's what he's looking forward to. So that was refreshing to hear, uh, but it, it, it was something. It was something as, uh, you know, as I, as I walked into the arena yesterday, that was kind of, hey, hey, do you think Coach is going to resign? And that, that, was, uh, <laughs> that was something. So it, it was very good for him to clear that air before the game even got started. Folks, we're spending time on the wait for a dot-com hotline this morning with Terrell Thomas. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at Eldorado two four five two. It's the last time for this year at Eldorado two four five two. Game day, Terrell. Tell me something. I mean, if we didn't have one of those players on our team, and that's what what I've talked with a number of people about, the fact that we get rumors about stuff like this is because we have what's deemed a superstar player or a team, our player that everybody around the the NBA landscape kind of recognizes as a guy. How much does that have to do with it? Because I think if we didn't have one of those players on our team, people around the country wouldn't give a rat's you-know-what about what happened with the NBA in Atlanta. But because we got one of those guys, we're kind of you, you, and things aren't going the way people feel like they should go or they feel like there may be some trouble, you, you're going to get that stuff. You think that's fair, that that's kinda, this kind of comes with the territory? I would have to agree with you totally with that. It, 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 it is just one of those things. When you have a superstar on your on your team or – as we spoke on before, a franchise player on your team, the national media will kind of dive in and, and, and uh, break some stories, whether they're true or not, uh, evolving, involving that team and that player. There were years, for many years, when Atlanta Hawks news didn't surpass 285. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you got to take the good with the bad. We do have that national attention now, being in the Eastern Conference Finals not too long ago, uh, with the trade that took place that brought Trey Young here with Luca and Trey, and just with, Nate, with Coach Nate McMillan, who is a well-respected name as far as being a player and a coach in this league. So it's one of those things where, as you mentioned, I, w- I would have to agree with you 100%. When you have a player like that, there are only a few, as we mentioned before, maybe 10 uh, in, in, in the entire NBA who are franchise players who, who command that type of attention. We will continue to get stories like this. So unfortunately, I don't think this will be the last, I'll, I'll put the air quotes in the air, rumors that we hear surrounding this team. But I do believe uh, players, fans, media, it's just something we'll have to get used to and take with a grain of salt. Well, the first thing we need to tend to is for you to trademark and then put on a bumper sticker that phrase you just came out with about 285 in the Hawks. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Secondly, I look at this differently. I, and, and I'm sort of, I mean, you don't want any negativity to come out, but the fact that there's this story, it's been, it's been shot down, but there's conversations in a way about this Atlanta Hawks team that's about things going on off the court, in the locker room. So-and-so said this. So-and-so feels this about that. If that weren't going on right now and the Falcons are where they are, we ain't much to talk about, except Dan's be going to Chicago. There's really not. So now that this is going on, we have some Hawks talk in a way because we all know if you follow basketball, these guys don't start caring until after you know we open the presents. So having said that, I don't mind whatever upheaval, at least at this level, is going on right now because we know we're entering the second season. The second season ain't the playoffs, which a lot of people call that. 
It's the second half of this NBA season. This is where, just like the second half of a football game, these dudes start to get serious, right? And whatever problems, whether it's disgruntlement between the backcourt or the star player and the coach or the coach rumors around him, let's get that all over with as this calendar changes. And then you can focus these last X amount of months on preparing yourself for the playoffs and getting healthy. So I don't mind this right now, and I don't think it's going to be a long-term distraction. I hope it's not a long-term distraction, to be honest with you. We have spoke since the beginning of the season about pretty much, I'll say, our deadline of Christmas, knowing that things would ramp up after December 25th. And I, I think when we look back from then till now, the Hawks may not have the roster in which we would have expected them to be. They're under 500 currently. I don't think that uh, – I don't think they have the – they have the – the, I don't think they're where they feel like they needed to be as a, as a unit. I really feel like with DJ coming into the locker room during the offseason, the Hawks had very high hopes. And currently, um, I believe they're they're looking at the play-in right now. They're about the ninth seed if the playoffs were to start today. And earlier in the year, they were as high as the fifth or sixth seed. So they have fallen off a little bit. And as you mentioned, other teams have decided to ramp it up as well because it, it, it is that time. So our, our Hawks need to get it together. I, I certainly believe that they need to get it together, being as we are past that deadline. But I, I think that there is frustration starting to brew uh, just a, a, amongst themselves. And I, I won't say there's any finger pointing or anything like that, but I, I believe when each of those players look at themselves in the mirror, they know that they have the talent to be for their record. They have the talent and their record should be much better than it is today. So spending time on the waitfor.com hotline with Terrell Thomas talking Hawks basketball and NBA. And Terrell, I, I got to say, last night's win by the Lakers, 130 to 121. Uh, Hawks, you know, played well for, for, you know, for a time, but they just could not play a guy who turned 38. I guess he's still in town. He's going to go watch Ohio State tonight play, I'm sure. But I like the Hawks team that we saw earlier this week against the Nets. To me, that was when this team came into, uh, really got on the map and played his best basketball. And you know what I'm talking about. Uh, with the ball moving on the offensive time, last night the ball was stopping again. Uh, the ball moved against the Nets, and, and the Hawks played one of their best games of the season. Heartbreaking loss. But thoughts about this week and what we've, we've seen from this team, because I like what I saw from the team earlier this week a little bit more than what I saw last night. Yeah, and I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Because this was, this was uh, for me, and I know you gentlemen spoke about it a few times as well. We were kind of looking at this week, just with the Nets coming to town. Uh, they they uh, took on the Pacers earlier in, in the week on the road, and then with LeBron and the Lakers coming to town. I, I would have to agree with you. I was very impressed with the way the Hawks came out. Short-handed Hawks team came out against the Brooklyn Nets, who were one of the hottest teams and are still currently one of the hottest teams in the NBA with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving finally finding their groove. And it, it was a heartbreaking loss, and I was uh, I, I had a lot of respect, and I really, I, I really appreciated DeJounte Murray coming out after the game and kind of putting that loss all on his shoulders. Speaking on, if he makes those free throws, you know, it's not a heartbreaking loss and he has to be better. I believe that's what a leader does. And then last night in the first half, I mean, uh, the Hawks looked phenomenal. You know, I was I was impressed once again because I, I, they knew it was at stake. NBA TV game, LeBron James in town for his birthday. Uh, there, there were several, several purple and gold jerseys and uh, uniforms in the building last night. And they looked like they were ready to face the challenge. And then in the second half, really in the second quarter, when LeBron James put up 16 points, the tie just began to change. And sometimes it's one of those unfortunate situations when you're playing an iconic figure like that where I hate to be generic and use this term, but sometimes the ball is just rolling in their favor. And it, there were some plays last night where it was just like, oh, man, you know, that's that's why they called a man the king. I, I wanted to see a little bit more from some of our stars, 
uh, Trey was doing what he could last night. DeJounte was doing what he could as well. And we really, without Clint Capella, didn't have that force in the middle to stop LeBron. Uh, John Collins got into foul trouble early. Big O got into foul trouble early. So once the lane cleared open, <laughs> LeBron did what he's, we watched him do for the past 20-plus years. So I, 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 was, I was very pleased in the first half with our Hawks. The second half was very disappointing. Uh, so I, I, w- I would have to say it was an up-and-down week for them, but we have seen what this team can be and what they can do. So I would have to take some encouragement from that. So as they sit one game out of first in their division, what do you think this team is going to look like and play like as you head into the spring months where really things get ratcheted up? Well, I, I, first I'm hoping that they, they find a way to stay healthy because unfortunately we still have only seen their their full roster this season for about – a week uh, out of all the games that they've played, where we see Bogey out there, where we see Clint Capella, and we have the, the starting five. So I'm hoping that we can see some consistency from the lineup so that they can be- begin to build a flow, get the rotations set. I do believe that we'll see things turn around. Uh, where as, as we move into the new year, I do believe that the guys will be focused and they'll be looking to eclipse 500 and to gain some momentum in the Eastern Conference. As you mentioned, they're not far from first place in their division, but they still have some work to do if they want to catch up and make sure they're not in the play-in. So I, 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 I hope that we're able to see some more consistency. I'm hoping that we're able to see those guys get healthy and we're able to really see uh, what this team looks like. Because soon, sooner than later, you know, the, 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 the trade deadline will be coming up and we'll be wondering and talking about will this team be looking to be participants in the trade. And I, I honestly already think that would be unfortunate because we haven't had a chance to see what this roster looks like for, for more than two weeks, sadly. Yep, yep. Oh, and then we got a West Coast road trip. Um, um, I don't know if this is a good time or a bad time. Sometimes a, a long road trip is good. They bond and work some things out. But, boy, they got some tough stops starting with Golden State. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And when you speak of, uh, when you speak of Golden State, Steph Curry's been out for a while. But I was going to say, it's a good time to go out there. <laughs> he was, he's been looking sensational. And it's ironic with the Warriors. They've, they haven't been uh, very good on the road, but at home they are looking like the championship team in which they are. I hope that this is a good road trip for the Hawks. As you mentioned, sometimes when you get away from home, when you get away from uh, you know being in your bed and, and you, you're a little more uncomfortable, uh, you're kind of forced to, to lean into your teammates and family. And I'm hoping that those guys are able to take advantage of that. Now, I believe with the upcoming road trip, once again, they have the talent to come back undefeated on this road trip. The Warriors are still slightly hurting with, with, with you know, with their leader not yeah. being on the on the floor. So this would be a great chance to take advantage of that and a great chance to build some momentum. So I'm hoping as we move into the new year and they do get ready to hit the road, uh, that the guys are able to, to build some unity, uh, to come together in the locker room and pick up some wins. All right, favorite present from Christmas. Uh, well, I, I would have to say, I, I, ironically, uh, my wife did a she, – she got me a lot of Philadelphia sports paraphernalia, and it, it was two things I, that, that actually uh, – one was a pair of cufflinks that are actually made from the seats that were in Veterans Stadium. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah, so, so, so I, I don't even know if I'll ever wear those. It was just, it was, that was so dope. And then uh, secondly, I'm, I'm, I'm really into pins, like the pins that we'll put on our jackets and things. Uh, and she got me a pin of the Philly special. It's like a, uh, it shows the play of of the Philly Philly special for the Eagles. So those two would have to be my favorite. He wears pins. 
Yeah. He, he look a male Shirley Franklin. You do. <laughs> oh, that's cold. Oh, oh they, man. No, that ain't cold. And she was wow. a mayor of the city. Yeah. She yeah. likes it. He, no, no, you, you know what I, I meant with that, right, Jarrell? Don't listen thing. to these dudes. They full of pumpkin nah, pie. I, 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 I'm not on Mayor <laughs> Franklin, man. I want the pumpkin pie. No pumpkin pie. But see, 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 that was a compliment. Y'all need to back off. And Terrell ain't taking it. He taking it as a compliment. Well, I'll tell you another great president Terrell got, because I follow him on social media. He got to take his kids to WWE. Yeah, he did. Okay. Well, yeah, there you man. go. Congrats. You, you were a good papa during Christmas, weren't you? Yes, indeed. They, uh. They're still talking about that. So, yeah, that, that was a great gift as well. Well, I want to hear more about that. We're going to have you back on Monday, all right? Talk about yes, getting sir. ready for yes, this road sir. trip. All right, man. Terrell Thomas, enjoy. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year, well, thank man. You Happy for New Year, gentlemen. Happy New Year. everything that you do. Casting call up next. Sam and Greg. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Keep waiting for the part where I know it is. And I know the word, and plus it needs subtitles. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Hang on, maybe this is it where it comes in. Maybe, maybe. You got the right song on there, man. Coming, 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 coming away. Okay. I thought Space Jam was getting ready to start. Michael Jordan, Jordan, Pete, Bill Murray. Here we go. Open Gangnam Style. Yeah, well. They should put that first, because I ain't time to wait all that. I ain't wait all that time to tell you that's that dude's birthday, and I still can't say his name. <laughs> his name sounds like what's on the side of your tire, pounds per square inch. That is so bad. It's like P-S-Y. Yes, that's. He's, it's his birthday today, so that's how I ain't Happy playing. birthday. Yeah, happy birthday to him. Wow. Make me wait all that. And the fact that you knew where the break was. Yeah. <laughs> that says something right there. Yeah, it does. Thank you to everybody, including one of the dopey millennials, to, <laughs> actually from both of them. Because uh, they saw that pumpkin pie you posted. Oh, the, the dopey millennials yeah, saw they, the pumpkin pie. Yeah, Garrett and uh, <laughs> and Caleb had something to say about that. So, all right, are they on today? Are, they, are the dopey millennials not tonight? No, they're nothing? not. We don't get to have them. No, I guess not. Maybe tomorrow. Okay. Right, was, oh, they'll be on tomorrow. Look, look who's here. Look who's, who's that? Here. No, that's, that's Nick. That's Saban. Nick Saban. He's walking across his field. Okay. Oh, that's from last year. No, that is counting down to the start of his game. Oh, where where are they playing at? They're yeah. indoors at the. Uh, hang on, I had it here a second ago. This is how much people care about that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the place Orleans. we talked about. Go New Orleans. All right, yeah, they're, they're, they're New Orleans. You know, it, it's, it's a big deal because it's been a while since Alabama has been in the Sugar Bowl because they've been in, you know, they've been in the in the, in the playoff, you know, so they haven't wow. been the, the SEC representative in that game. So it's that's a, it's kind of a big deal for people um, who follow the team traditionally and down through the years. I mean, they've Sugar Bowl has been the site of some of their great wins. They've won national championships by winning the Sugar Bowl. Down through the years, so right. I mean, so that's uh, it's a big deal for Alabama folks to go to New Orleans. By the way, did Georgia win its national championship? Not this most current one, but the other one in, in, the, in, Sugar the, in the Sugar Bowl. Look at but, me! But, 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 I didn't even think I knew back, that. Because back then, conference champions were assigned certain bowl oh, games. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, like and, Rose Bowl and, and, and in order Big to make Ten the matchup right. Yeah. You couldn't go to the certain bowl games. Certain there were certain conferences that went there. The SEC champion went to the Sugar Bowl. Well, before I get to the casting call, and yeah. we're sitting here talking about Saban. We earlier in the show were going back and forth about, you know, just the state of college football and the transfer portal and all the things that mm-hmm. are going on within it and, and the younger players and, 
and, and who they gravitate toward and so on and so forth. And I pose the question to you that a lot of this has to do with the respect young players have for their coaches and how many of those guys still exist. How many coaches on the college level walk into a room and they have ultimate respect because of their resume, because of who they are? And from the two of you, you and Eric gave me just, you know, you didn't give me names, but I'm saying there's just a handful. I know there's just a handful. So we threw it out there to the audience, too. Yeah. Who are we missing out besides Saban, besides Kirby, besides do you want Dabo? to put you want to put Dabo in there? You want to put Jimbo? Put Ryan Day in there? You want to put? I I think we put what you call it. We put uh, Southern North Cal. Carolina. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. North what's his name? North Carolina Mac was Brown. it Texas? Mac, Mac Brown. Mac Brown. You put him in there? Uh, yeah. Mm, you well, sure? What, what, what you do? I'm, I talked to a kid a couple of weeks ago that signed up there. Say he loves Mac Brown. I say no, I love, but I'm talking but I'm about just, universally. If he left North Carolina and walked into a room at UCLA, they'd all go look up and go, "That's Mac Brown." Oh man. No, I think there'd be a handful of them who wouldn't even know who he is. That's my thought. Okay. But let's—we got a caller came in here wants to throw oh, us two ahead. cents in. And by go the ahead. way, his name is Greg. How about that? Welcome to Sports Radio Nine Two Nine. The game, man. Morning. Happy Morning. New Year. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, man. Love you guys. And Sam, I wanted to thank you. You took a picture with me and my daughter outside the Fox for the Braves Championship Parade. That was a great day. Wow, it was a great with day. With cars going by like Daytona? They, they went by pretty fast, but that was, that was man, a great that was day. A fa- it was the fastest six minutes and 30 seconds of our life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys answered the second part of my question. I had a question. John and Hugh had a conversation this early this week, and they were talking about whether or not Kirby Smart had done enough uh, and, and is now in Nick Saban's uh, category, or does he need to do a little more work? Uh, I argue that he needs to do more work because even though he may win the championship this year, he'll have two out of three, but he'll be in Dabo Sweeney's kind of territory. But he's definitely one of the top two or three coaches out there. I just wanted your take on that as we were talking about coaches who demand respect. Okay. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it, Greg. Thanks, Greg. 404 We don't yeah. throw that number out enough. Anyway, we really don't. Here. We really don't. I, but I, I agree with what, what he's saying. Um, you know, tonight and if they win, next week is, is very important. Georgia's in that window right now. And we and, and how long that window extends, it's, it's kind of it's kind of on them right now because right now, as far as the SEC goes, it's them in Alabama. There's some other people who are that cut that cut below this right behind them that you would think your LSU is right there. You know, uh, Florida's trying to get back. Tennessee showed that they're ready to be back in, in, in that position again. Right. You know, this Arkansas. And just remember, Texas and Oklahoma are on the way into the conference. And so they're at this point right now where th- those two are at the top in, in a league that everyone sees a- as the premier league for college football. Georgia's made the investments into being where they are. They, they, you, know, you used to talk about how much money they spent on recruiting and whatnot. Right. They made the investment to be there. It's maintaining it. You know, whatever you see over there now, somebody else, you just talk, we talked with, uh, with, 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 with Chris Parker earlier about how coaches exchange and how coaches go to other schools and visit and see right. things. They've come to Georgia. They've seen things. They're going to go back, and when they build their new weight room, they're going to build something that Georgia doesn't have. When they build their new players' lounge, when they build their new dorm or whatever or, or, or nutrition facility, they're going to do something that Georgia doesn't have. Right. So you, that's the other thing. you got to evolve when it comes to things like that. That's a big part of the recruiting is having those things and retaining the coaches that you can because when you have this kind of success, you will lose coaches each and every year. Somebody else wants to tap into that success. Okay. I, I watched two or three uh, bowl games going on with former Nick Saban coaches yesterday. 
Miami won. That's a former Nick Saban right. assistant. So, so, I mean, that's the other thing that that, that that you have. The idea of the money going to retain as many of those people as you can, and not just with the coaches, but the people off the field, the nutrition people, the strength and conditioning people, the, the, the physical therapists to get people back on the field. Everybody wants them folk. Right. So, I mean, you, you got to have money to keep them in places. They're part of the infrastructure as well. Georgia has that now. How do they maintain that and add on to that to extend this window that they have right now? Well, no, and everything that you said I agree with, and it's all it should be basically a blueprint for building or keeping a program. My, my thing is, that ain't what we're talking about. We're talking about the coaches who gain who have respect. But but, that, walk but, into but that's, a room. that's part of why they have it. Greg. No, no, they they have it for different intangibles. No, that's, that's, that's a part You're talking about building it. a program. I'm gonna talk about that. I'm talking about right now, walking into a college locker room, whether it's yours or somebody else's. If Nick Saban walks into Notre Dame's locker everybody room tomorrow. Know, everybody knows exactly. what Nick Saban got back in Tuscaloosa. Exactly. And I'm not and, that, that, and, and on his hands. But they know what he's got back in but Tuscaloosa. They know, but they're talking about what he has on his hands. That's, that's what 17, 18-year-olds are talking about. But that's what separates Miami from other places. Miami's got all those stuff that they've done in the past in the U. Their facilities aren't what those other places are. I, yeah, but purpose, yes, Absolutely. But I'm asking a pointed question to you earlier, and that's where we are right now. And I'm asking you, beside Saban, beside Kirby, beside Jimbo, beside Dabo, whoever else you want to throw in there, who else commands a locker room in college football in 2022? Hey, hey you guys. I got a coach that would love to get into this conversation. Can we bring our coach on? Who are you talking about? We have the coach from Hebron Christian Academy in Gainesville, Georgia, joining us. Okay, There you go. Coach, tell us his, you want to tell us his name? <laughs> well, he, well, Chris, this is Coach Guest. No, this is Coach Corson. This is Coach Corson. Oh, Coach, Coach Corson, morning, how are you doing? Good morning, sir. What I was going to tell you is, you know, we spend all our time teaching these players to be great, not good. You can tell those coaches who gain respect are the ones like the coach I play under, Coach Guest, the preparation, the time, the effort. Wins and losses matter, guys. You can't ask someone to respect a coach if he don't have a history. And Coach Guess instills every day that, you know, you're going to work hard. If you ain't going to work hard, you don't need to be on the team. So guys like Kirby and so forth, they put that time in. And that's why these players respect them. You know, you can't ask a player to come in there and respect a coach if a coach ain't putting the time in. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? Again, I asked this coach, but do you see a, and I'll use a word other people have used, a disturbing trend where it seems like the younger players today, you want to call them millennials, whatever, don't seem to have the respect that's earned by the person who's in that position coaching them? I'm not saying it's across the board, but do you see that as, as, as an issue moving forward and you see it presently? Most definitely, and I think the reason for that is, guys, and we have to be honest, is these kids are approached so many levels, whether it's on social media, whether it's, you know, seven-on-seven clinics. You know, they're put up in the forefront, so a lot of these kids think that they can do it by themselves. So, uh, and then you got parents heavily involved, too. So, yeah, it's kind of hard as a coach out there. You have to gain the respect. But, you know, I'll ultimately say this, you know, without the coaches, these players really cannot uh, reach their full potential. Fantastic, Coach. And and I I echo that. And, you know, this week, you know, Talking with the coaches from uh, from both uh, Ohio State and Georgia, and uh, you know we heard Coach Smart say everything is earned, is not given that that is earned, and so guys know that they're gonna have to do that if they go to to certain places. I still feel like the, the discipline and those type things and earning it still mean a lot to guys who who want to be there and be a part of it, 
And if they want to be there, they realize that's what it's going to do. Their newspaper clippings, well, I'm sure my age now, newspaper clippings are their, or, or their huddle or whatever from high school. All it takes them so far. The work has to begin again once they get to that next level. I agree. Thank you, Jim, for having me. All right. Appreciate it, Coach. Coach, coach Corbin. Yeah. That was out of the blue. Hebron uh, Christian Hebron Academy. Christian, but I know the coach guess is the coach out there. And when he says that, he, 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 he means it because Coach Guess, uh, you won a number of uh, state championships at Eagles Landing Christian before moving up to uh, the Hebron Christians this year. So, yeah. Listen, everything he described as a reason why it is harder to have full attention of these young players is because everything he just – I don't know how they change that. I don't know how you get somebody – to be, and I'm not talking about it's better now. I'm not saying it's better. It's just different the way it was as opposed to where we're moving into and how do these guys knock down those obstacles that make coaching more difficult. Eric talked about having these guys go to get a certificate to learn how to you know, run the shot clock and, and, and replays and all right, that sort of stuff. Right. There's got to be a new blueprint for coaches as to how to connect with younger players that isn't out there that's universally understood at this point. You bring certain players in who learn how – Coaches who know how to connect with younger players, but there isn't one way to do it or or a couple. We're, again, heading into the Wild West as far as that's concerned, especially when you listen to these coaches, right? Yeah. God bless them. All right, moving into the 9 o'clock. See, I did it again. Moving into the 11 o'clock hour. Normally, we're done right about now, right? Yeah, normally, we, yeah. we, we, we got more to do. And by the way, let me just drive. I got a second. Not, I'll do it at the top of the hour here. I'll tell you guys where the jobs are, but not Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett from Fox 5 is going to join us, the man who bumped me out of a movie. <laughs> Do it like that, and yet I'm having him on my show. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 